Sisters and brothers, today is the Feast of Pentecost, the 50th day of Easter, the last day of our Resurrection Jubilee. More than one writer in the ancient church referred to the great 50 days of Easter as a season of unbridled rejoicing. The season when we quite literally free ourselves from the constraints of ordinary time to celebrate with abandon the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So, I'm here this morning to remind all of you faithful, respectable, well-mannered, well-raised Episcopalians that the fun is nearly over. Because you see, tomorrow it's back to the bridles, back to our normal, reserved, reverent, graciously passive selves. Put a lid on it. Take a deep breath. Get it out of your system today. And then take something for your Pentecostal hangover. Fifty days ago, sisters and brothers, the church here at All Saints gathered in this place to make the one claim that is above all others. For those of us who understand ourselves to be followers of Jesus, that claim that Jesus is risen from the dead. He who was dead is risen and is alive forevermore. And it is that claim, however you understand it, however you imagine it, however you interpret it, however you may feebly try to explain it, upon which everything else we are, everything else we say, everything else we do is ultimately based. It is that story that the dead one lives that in one way or another has been on our minds, upon our lips for each of these last 50 days. Ten days ago, we celebrated the Feast of the Ascension, the homecoming or homegoing of Jesus, who goes before us to dwell in a more immediate way with God. And then we come today to this 50th day, this final day of Easter, the day on which we receive the promise, the promise of Jesus that his risen spirit will come upon us and will continue to lead us, will continue to teach us, will continue to be present to us because the Word of God embodied in Jesus is not yet finished. It is on this day the tradition reminds us that the Spirit of the Risen One swept uncontrollably across Jerusalem, breaking the molds of expectation, loosing the restraints of former days and setting free what had been bound. Now, sisters and brothers, I want to suggest to you 
that that's the old, old story. It's the same story we encounter all the time. And that's what I hope more than anything else you'll reflect upon later today and in the days to come. For you see, every sin, ever since Jesus showed up in the womb of a teenager in Nazareth, the whole story, in one way or another, has been about breaking the molds of expectation, loosing the restraints of former days, and setting free what has been bound. Read again the stories of Jesus. His teaching, His preaching, His works of mercy, His care for those around Him. Every single word, every single act, every single encounter in one way or another was about breaking the molds of expectation, loosing the restraints of former days and setting free what had been in bondage. So it was on resurrection morning. So it was on ascension day. And so it is on this and every Pentecost. The whole point of this Jesus bit is not simply about what God has done. It is about what God can do. Incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, walking on water, turning water into wine, healing the sick, casting out demons, welcoming the children, restoring life to those who have died. It's all about making it possible for you and for me to break the molds of expectation that control our lives. To escape the restraints of former times and former places and former relationships and former realities. It is for you and for me to be free, to be the precious friend of God we were created to be. I'm not sure everybody will see the connection. But I recently saw a bumper sticker that summed it up pretty well for me. It said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. In the, today's gospel, that wonderful encounter between Jesus and Philip. Philip, Philip, you have been with me all this time and yet you do not know me. Pardon me for asking, but Mary, John, Brian, Stuart, Carol, You've been with me all this time. And yet you do not know me. It's an invitation, sisters and brothers. It's an invitation to see life in Christ as beautiful, raw, unencumbered freedom 
to be who God made us to be. And that is the gift, I believe, of the Spirit. To continue the work of Christ setting us free. Taking off the shackles. Having the boldness and the confidence to be who God made us to be. You know, one of the gifts of these times in which we live that I see breaking through all the fuss that we make is we're finally beginning to say to each other, let us be followers. You know, when the church, church gets into fights about things, Have you ever noticed it's almost never about following? It's about what people think about this or think about that, what their opinion of this is versus somebody else's opinion of that. And most of that melts. Most of that just sort of goes away when we more squarely focus upon what it means to be a follower of Jesus. At no place in the gospel, really, I mean, there, there's, a, there's an encounter or two where Jesus sort of says, well, you know, what do you think of me? But those pale in number and significance to the times that he simply says, follow. Holy friends, it's not about propositions. It's not about moral visions. Oh, those things are important. We must study. We must read the scriptures. We must deepen our understanding of the life of the tradition and its theology. Those are gifts to us. But ultimately, it is not about those things. It is about being a follower. It's about putting our actions where our heart is. Friends of God, Jesus came into this world, did what he did, said what he said, went away and sent us the gift of the Spirit so that we could see the possibility that the molds of expectation could be broken, that the restraints of former days can be loosed. Following Jesus is about such things. So therefore, I want to go to meddling just for a moment. And I want to ask you a very personal question. The question that everybody has to have their own answer to. It's not a community answer, really. So let me ask you. When was the last time you set someone free? When was the last time you loosed a chain? When was the last time you fed the hungry or clothed the naked or taught a child to read? When was the last time you followed Jesus, not not in thinking about Jesus 
or debating propositions about Jesus, but actually in a flesh and blood way followed. Putting your actions where your heart is. Friends, Jesus sent this Holy Spirit to show us, to lead us and to guide us and to make it possible for us to follow. Follow where? To the most glorious freedom we can imagine. Freedom to be the friend of God we were created to be. Come Holy Spirit.